Today's episode of Closer Look is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Riverhead Ford Lincoln. Come experience America's best-selling brand by visiting your local Route 58 dealership today. At Riverhead Ford Lincoln, you're more than just a customer. You're part of the Riverhead Ford Lincoln family. Meet their team who is dedicated in helping pair you with the perfect vehicle. Whether you're searching for a coupe, SUV, convertible, or pickup truck, they've got it. Say hello to General Manager Tom Williams, a lifelong North Fork resident. Prepare yourself for the road ahead with the new Ford F-150, Ranger, Echo Sport, and more. Riverhead Ford Lincoln has been the winner of the Ford President's Award five years running, 2013 through 2018, and honor rooted from superior customer satisfaction. Visit Riverhead Ford Lincoln on Route 58 in Riverhead, one mile east of the Tanger Outlets, or at riverheadford.net. Riverhead Ford Lincoln, not just a better deal, a better dealership. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Closer Look. I am Grant Parpan. I am joined this week by Executive Editor Steve Wick. Hello. How are you, Grant? Good. And uh, our editor, Joe Workmeister. Hey, Grant. Good to be here. And we'll actually be joined by other staff members throughout this episode. We're doing our, our People of the Year podcast for 2019. So we are in the new year now, 2020, even though we're recording this in uh, on New Year's Eve. But uh, we uh, this is the time of year every year, the first Thursday of the new year, where we select our, or we announce our People of the Year selections. And uh, this year, I'm uh, really particularly proud of the selections we made. You know, I always say going into that process that, or coming out of it, I say, you know, like, oh, how are we going to top this next year? And I think every year we do manage to uh, make it where it feels like, you know, you're kind of topping it every year. You know, this is all very new for me. You guys have been doing it for a lot of years. But I think this year's group um, that we're writing about that were nominated in large part by our readers um, really does touch on so many different aspects of the community grant. These, yeah. this, these are really, really good awards. Yeah. yeah. It's a testament to the community, the people who live here and are doing so many great things. And exactly. um, people who, you know, the common theme, it's it's people who have a, you know, a, a great impact on many other people. And, and, and I think that's what you see with a lot of these uh, honorees, people who go above and beyond to try to help other people and, and, and make their communities a better place to live. Yeah, and Joe, that's certainly true of the um, Riverhead News Review Person of the Year, who uh, you uh, got the uh, great opportunity to write about his, his life in in your story that's on the uh, front page of the Riverhead News Review on newsstands today, and that is uh, Detective Brian Simonson. Yeah, it's hard hard to believe it's been um, almost a year already since that tragedy where uh, Detective uh, Brian Simonson, who lived in Calverton, grew up in South Jamesport, was a Riverhead High School graduate, um, you know, died in, in while on duty for the NYPD, and um, you know, just an incredible tragedy. But we learned, uh, you know, very soon afterward, and and in the months since, you know, a lot about uh, Brian and and what he. What he did, what he accomplished, and the impact he had on on so many people, and you know the way he uh, you know was devoted to his job, at, you know working out in Queens, and you know you, you just think, even think about that commute that he would do going from Calverton to to Queens. You know, not many people would do that, but he was that that devoted to you know that that area where he worked and and wanted to continue um, you know helping those people out there, and also loved where he grew up and and wanted to be a part of this community out here, and. Um, you know, we quickly learned, you know, back uh, after that tragedy that his nickname was Smiles. And, and, and obviously that's uh, how everyone knew him out here. And um, 
you know, that's uh, that nickname obviously served him very well because he was that person who could just, you know, make anyone uh, make anyone, you know, smile and, and was always there for whoever needed needed him and um, and was, you know, just a very beloved person by by so many people and um, just did an, an incredible job in, in his not only in his role as a police officer to help other people, but just in his everyday life. And, you know, that's an incredible impact to have on people when, you know, you're just uh, that person that everyone knows they can go to when whenever they need a hand and no matter what. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we uh, obviously had a lot of kind of content about him throughout the year and about, uh, you know, his family. And they, they seem to have uh, been been recognized a lot uh, in, in the community. I mean, it's just it, it, it's very clear when you really you find out when people and I think we kind of get criticized. Sometimes I've heard some criticism like that, you know, we tend to pick people after they die. We honor them with this award. And uh I, you know, so I'm kind of, I'm very sensitive to that when we're making these yeah. selections, we but, should I'm, be. but I'm also like, you know what? I mean, you just, maybe you pick, it's, maybe it's a mistake then that we didn't know enough about this person to honor them when they were alive, but it would be a shame to pass yeah. it up, you know? Yeah, no, nothing changes the fact, as Joe was saying, that the remarkable things that this man did and the way he's being remembered, and that's why we're honoring him. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Steve, uh, you, uh, wrote the Suffolk Times person of the year pick and, uh, another theme that we kind of have every year, you mentioned at the top that we, uh, a lot of these are picked from reader suggestions. We yes. had, uh, some people recommended, uh, Detective Simonson for the news review, um, for the Suffolk Times was, uh, this was the winner of our big letter writing mm. campaign this year. Uh, Grant, I was, uh, amazed really when you put out the notice, we put in the notice uh, for nominees and very quickly, letter after letter after letter, some handwritten, yeah, uh, some emails, uh, some typed. Um, I'd looked at a bunch that were handwritten, uh, nominating Monsignor Joe Stout yeah. of the Sacred Heart Parish in 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 Kutchog. Uh, their main church is is Good Counsel here in Mattituck. And I interviewed Joe, and um, the, 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 the common theme of the letters was just people saying he's done so much for them in uh, aspects of their lives. He came out to a parish, this parish, that 12 years ago, Grant, was rocked by the, the, the sex abuse scandal. We had these priests here. We had four or five of them. Joe came out. He was in Comac at the time. He was the pastor at Christ the King. He told me he was a little nervous about coming out. But he came out. He embraced the place and the parish. Just read these letters. The, and I quote from a lot of them in the story. They really embraced him. And then while he said he was reluctant to come out, he is now reluctant to let go. Yeah. This is a perfect example of why these community awards were so important. They give people an opportunity to write about people they know yeah. who've impacted them in some meaningful way, and therefore we're going to honor them. So again, Joe Stout, Father Joe Stout, Monsignor Joe, is clearly a nominee who was the choice of the people who wrote. Yeah, we um, will be honoring all these people in March. Uh, I believe we're doing it again at uh, Polish Hall in uh, in Riverhead. We'll have our People of the Year event, and we'll publish videos at the, around that time of all these people. And uh, I, I love that event when everybody kind of yeah, comes out. It's a out great and, event. And honors. And like you said, yeah. Steve, it's like, you know, we kind of draw from all sections of the community yeah. when we do this. And uh, look, we just started out this podcast by talking about a cop and a priest yeah. that we honored this year. And uh, we're going to go through the whole rest of the list. Uh, we're going to take a brief uh, commercial break real quick here from our 
sponsor, and then we'll be back. Uh, this will be our last break, and uh, when we come back, Tim Gannon will be uh, replacing you, Steve. But uh, thank you for uh, Great, joining absolutely. us to talk a little really bit glad, about Really glad, so glad to be a Stout. part of this uh, community effort. Closer Look is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Riverhead Buick GMC. They are Long Island Sierra source and have proudly served the East End for generations. You asked for it, they listened. Riverhead Buick GMC has expanded its inventory, so you get the vehicles you've been searching for. View their large selection ranging from sedans, trucks, and SUVs today at Riverhead Buick GMC. They are more than just a better deal. They have given back to the Riverhead community for decades, supporting local Riverhead charities, schools, and parades, as well as providing vehicles for golf tournament fundraisers. Stop in today to take a test drive of that car you've been looking for. Grab a cup of coffee or just say hello to their friendly staff. Visit Riverhead Buick GMC on Route 58 in Riverhead, one mile east of the Tanger Outlets, or at RiverheadBuickGMC.com. Riverhead Buick GMC, not just a better deal, a better dealership. All right, so now we have uh, Tim Gannon has joined us, and we're moving on to our next category, um, is our Public Servant of the Year uh, for Riverhead. And this is one of those people, when I go down the list every year, I always kind of check to make sure, you know, you always point out, Gannon, when we're about to honor somebody that we already honored. And I actually was really surprised that we've never honored uh, uh, Riverhead Town Justice Alan Smith before. Yeah, he's been around a long time and been in a number of different positions. He was the... uh town supervisor in like 1975 or six. Mm-hmm. So Did you cover that administration? Yes, I was two at the time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you weren't two in 1975. No, I, was, Come on. Uh, I was, I was 11. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, Judge Smith, I mean, yeah, he was the town supervisor. He's been a, a fireman forever as well. I think right? he still I mean, drives the 102 yeah. foot ladder truck. Yeah, definitely. I've seen him in the parades. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, also, obviously, of course, uh, uh, a judge and uh, very involved in the uh, drug court. Uh, when you, uh, over the years, I mean, I'm sure you've covered a lot of arraignments and uh, things where uh, Alan Smith's uh, been involved. I mean, what are you kind of th- thoughts on uh, on him as a, as a public servant? He's, uh, he seems like he, w- he would be controversial if he was in a more of an elected position, not like a judge. And even with the judge uh, position, he kind of speaks up on a lot of things that are yeah. wrong with the the state or the court or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he's not, uh, he doesn't mince words. Yeah, they're, they've been complaining about the conditions of the court for a long time. Um, yeah. Laurie Hultz, the other judge, judge, was showing me how she has to come in this little side door and all the prisoners are waiting right there. Yeah. And she has to walk past them, then get the robe and... Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'll be sentencing you. Yeah. And um, they're building a little office now for the judges. Originally, they were going to put it in front of the police court building, mm-hmm. and that's where the police dog is buried. So they're not doing it there. They're putting it over uh, a little north. Yeah. And that uh, they cleared some trees. Gotcha. So I don't know if that's going to have a huge impact, but they yeah. got a little room. Yeah. Um, our public servant on the Suffolk Times side is also an elected official and uh, another person who's just involved in uh, many parts of the community, including the fire department, and that is uh, Kevin Webster. Yeah, you know, Kevin, um, he's one of those guys that uh, he's, he seems like he's just a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, he's kind of You kind of get that impression. You know, he has that uh, effect on people, and um, as you said, he's the south one of one of the Southalltown uh, assessors, which is you know a position that's uh, not necessarily you know in the public uh, limelight per se, but for a lot of people, um, 
you know, it's the it's something that they do have to deal with. And w- what he's able to do is make it a very uh, inviting office and, and is very helpful to when people do need that uh, assistance with the uh, assessments. And um, and part of the reason, you know, we thought this would be a, a good year to honor him in particular is this role he's taken on with the uh, Webster Sports Network, yeah. which has uh, been this really fun thing that he's been doing um kind of doing actual live play-by-play of all these uh, high school sports games, particularly yeah. in Greenport. And, uh, you know, we had the Greenport uh, boys basketball team went to the state final four this past early, earlier this year, and he was up in um, Binghamton doing the play-by-play. And, you know, people were just loving it. And um, it's really kind of taken off. And it basically started back in at the end of 2017 working with students at GPO TV, um, the student-run uh, broadcast network and program that they have in Greenport, which is a fabulous, um, you know, educational opportunity for for students to learn um, about broadcast. And so we started doing the play-by-play on these games there, and then it's kind of evolved into what he's now calls the Webster Sports Network. And it's basically, you know, he, they uh, you know they get a phone and and live stream right to Facebook, yeah. and uh, people can log on and hear him calling these games. And he was doing, um, you know, expanded to doing soccer games now. And we had you know a pretty busy uh, a fall with some of the soccer teams um, doing really well. So. Um, uh, you know, so on top of that, you know, as you said, he's also involved with the fire department, been doing that for a long time and, and is really uh, somebody who gives back in many ways to the community and uh, seems like a really uh, perfect fit this year as, you know, a public servant of the year. Yeah, the broadcasts are, they truly are like a public service, you know, you can't get to a game necessarily. I, I remember just giving a personal anecdote that uh, I shared with Kevin last year was I went to Disney for, uh, it was my 40th birthday and of course it wasn't like, let's do something that you would want to do for your 40th, it's let's take the kids to Disney for your 40th, you know? Naturally. So we're uh, down in Florida. I'm in my rental car, and I remember that Greenport's playing, and I'm driving. I got my phone hooked up to the stereo in the rental car, and I'm listening to Kevin. He's a little bit of a homer announcer, you know? He gets real I'll into give him that. Yeah, he's, he's a little informal, yeah. you know? He's like... Uh, of, uh, he Kizora. makes well, He makes, like, John Sterling look like, uh, you know... Like nothing, like John Sterling hates the Yankees compared to how much Kevin Webster loves Greenport. But, uh, he, he is a Porter's uh, enthusiast for yeah, sure. Yeah, he There's, is great. In the tradition of Charlie Kazora. Yeah, he's like, he's relentless on the refs too. He's really like uh, <laughs> just crushing the refs. But uh, no, Kevin Webster, a great choice. Remember uh, when, just uh, a really nice guy. Remember when the Riverhead girls were in the state finals in like 2013 and we went up there to... Yeah, and I did the play-by-play. Yeah, uh, they made us pay for that, right? For the right to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is really lame. I think because it was like a state championship game or so. Hey, don't get Kevin in trouble here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think think there's a (laughs) – at the the state level, uh, I think there's a little broadcast uh, rights issue. I think he does have to be a little, uh, uh, you know, a little – Incognito at uh, some of those yeah. games, uh, yeah. but uh, you know it's all it's all yeah. good. <laughs> Poor guy, he's gonna get fined by the uh, FCC <laughs> now or something. Thanks to you, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's gonna be like, thanks a lot for this award. You know, cost me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, next category that we have actually a perfect transition into our uh, sports people of the year. And uh, Joe, I know uh, you wrote the piece about our Riverhead uh, News Review Sports Person of the Year, and that was uh, Ethan Greenwich. Yeah, you know, Big E, as, as they used to call him in Riverhead, um, was a standout uh, football player at Riverhead and also uh, played basketball and, and was really uh, excelled in track and field as well and just an all-around athlete, good student. And um, 
and uh, you know now is uh, after a four year career at Villanova is in the NFL and um, you know pretty incredible uh, to see a kid from Riverhead um, grew up in Flanders and um, you know actually make it to professional football and uh, he's with the New Orleans Saints now and has had a, had a pretty wild journey to get into the NFL. As I said, he graduated from Villanova and and was hoping to be drafted uh, last April. Ultimately, didn't hear his name called and and signed as an undrafted free agent with the Saints. And uh, you know, for most undrafted uh, rookies, uh, you know, it's not uncommon to necessarily you know hang around for a little bit in training camp, but to make the roster, that's you know that's tough to do. It doesn't happen very often, and the odds are certainly stacked against him. But the coaches, uh, coaching staff there, the front office, see something in him, and they think he's a player that they can develop and become, um, you know, a bigger player down the line. You know, they, the Saints are obviously a very good team right now. They have an excellent offensive line, so um, he hasn't been able to, you know, crack the rotation getting onto the field yet. But um, he's been on the, been on the team all season and uh, is will be there when they when they play uh, in the playoffs uh, against uh, Minnesota, I believe, on Sunday. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it's been been a, been a lot of fun to watch. And, and you know, now we're kind of just waiting for that next step, um, you know, maybe next year where he uh, starts, you know, seeing some action in the game. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to root for anybody to get injured or anything, but it would be cool to see him play, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, they actually did have some injuries on that they were dealing with on the offensive line and uh, recently. And, um, you know, so so basically the way it works with NFL teams, you have 53 players on your on your roster, but only 46 can dress for the game. So there's that always a, a certain number of players each week that are inactive and you know, that are just on the sidelines. So he had been inactive for the majority of the games. And um, as I said, there were some injuries recently and, and they were shuffling some players around and bringing some players in and out. And, but, he, you know, his spot stayed um and he was so he was actually active for the game on Thanksgiving, which was a national and televised game. It was the final game on that Thanksgiving mm-hmm. slate, and so he was in uniform for the first time. And yeah. and basically, you know, at that point, you know, one ankle turn away from you know getting out there and having to protect yeah. uh, Drew Brees. And and uh, as it turned out, you know, the Saints won that game, and um, and and he ultimately didn't get on the field for that game. But uh, yeah. you know, there was definitely a, a lot of uh, butterflies uh, as he went out there, and you know, you can imagine what that must be like, you know, stepping onto the field for the first time in uniform for in a professional uh, NFL game. Yeah, I think they have a great shot this year, too. It'll be interesting. Uh, kind of make gives you local fans who, uh, unless you want to root for Buffalo, if you want to count Buffalo as a New York team, new. you know. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, I always look at it. We like we don't really quite have a New York team. Nobody's a perfect fit. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, when the Giants and Bills were in the playoffs, Governor Cuomo was rooting for the Bills, Governor Mario Cuomo. And our Suffolk Times person of the year this year was Skip Guerin, the coach of the Southhold High School girls basketball team. Yes, uh, Skip Guerin, um, you know, he's been one of those coaches who's kind of been around in, in a number of different roles out here, even going back to, uh, you know, Bishop McGann Mercy, actually, before that closed. He was involved a lot, a lot with um, with with that school, and some of his kids uh, played sports there as well. And uh, so currently, yeah, he's in the role as the coach of the um, girls basketball team. Which this, this year, it's actually um, it's become the Greenport Southold girls basketball team. So they actually consider call themselves the Porters, where for years they had always been, had always been the Southold uh, team first. So uh, it is um, a Greenport team uh, technically this year, and. Um, 
So one of the reasons uh, we thought he'd be a good honoree this year is because he's he's somebody who's gone really above and beyond in many different ways uh, behind the scenes to um, different donations that he's done to uh, help the schools and, and different basketball programs and stuff. Um, this past summer, he had he started this basketball camp out here that was free for for students to come and kind of had a unique twist on it where they weren't really keeping scores. It was just really kind of an opportunity for people to come for kids to come out and and play and have fun playing basketball and kind of you know just kind of get back to those roots before that you know the kids get back into their school seasons where the pressure kind of starts to mount and um, and he you know as I said he's someone who's really. Um, known for his generosity because he's done so many different things to, um, you know, just kind of make little gifts here and there, big gifts here and there. And, um, and he's someone, it seems like his players really enjoy playing for him and he gets a lot out of his, out of his, uh, out of his athletes. And I didn't really know much about his background until reading Bob's story, which is obviously in the paper now. And, you know, he's got a pretty, uh, pretty incredible background, um, going back to, he was actually in the Navy for a while. And, um, had played uh, baseball at Villanova and um, even played semi-pro baseball. So if you, I would definitely recommend uh, reading Bob's story to kind of hear hear about his uh, his background and, and, and get into more details about some of the th- things he's done. That's great. All right. Well, hey, thank you both for uh, joining me this week. Thank you. Thank you. Joining us for the second half of this week's special People of the Year episode are reporters Tara Smith. Hello, hello. And Kate Nalapinski. Hey. And we are talking about some of the stories that you guys wrote. I had you guys in for this part uh, because, uh, you know, I figured we would kick it off with Community Leader of the Year, which I think each of you uh, wrote one of those pieces, uh, one of them being our um, Community Leaders of the Year, which was sort of, I I think, a little bit of an outside-the-box pick for the Riverhead News Review, but one that I'm uh, really proud of. uh, Yeah, me too. uh, And that's um, the McMorris family. It was really a no-brainer to pick them, um, especially just the timing of it. I think the trial literally had just ended the the day before we kind of finalized everything, and it just it just felt right yeah. to honor them. This is um, one of those categories that we like. Typically, we'll like honor people who are like in a civic group or something like that. Um, but in this instance, we felt like community leadership was a great award for them because of sort of the way that they carried themselves. You and I covered the trial. Obviously, our uh, our last podcast for people who listened to it was about covering that trial, <laughs> um, and um, so we talked a lot about the McMorrises then. But um, I feel like the way that they carried themselves and the way that they sort of uh, showed to their community that was really by their side the whole time. Um, How you handle yourself in times like this uh, was just remarkable. It it really was just to see, you know, um, Elisa really every day in court just sat there and, I mean, there were times where I thought I was going to burst into tears or I, you know thought yeah. it was too much to just emotionally handle or I was, you know, sure. internally kind of outraged by something that was said in the courtroom, yeah. but um, just the composure that they showed throughout the entire six weeks. Yeah. Um, and really since, you know, the whole year since um, yeah. the unfortunate accident that took Andrew's life. Yeah. I think as reporters, you deal with people often who are just going through like the worst time of their life. Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody... Um, handle themselves with such grace as the McMorrises did with that. And um, I know you put it, a little bit of it in your story that's uh, in uh, today's paper, but uh, the bit about um, 
what happened to them just before Christmas, I thought was so nice too. And it shows like what, what they mean to their community. Yeah. So what happened before Christmas, I actually saw this kind of floating around Facebook. Mm-hmm. It went like locally viral a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, 300 carolers, so this is friends, family, Boy Scouts, um, even like Shore and Waiting River teachers mm-hmm. showed up at their house. I think it was a couple days before Christmas to Aww. sing Christmas carols. Yeah, it was yeah. so sweet, so and sweet. it was a total surprise. And yeah, uh, it was just one of those things that, like, I don't know, I get a little like emotional around Christmas too. So, like, just I don't know, everything yeah, I was love so that, nice. You know, and I thought when I saw it, I don't know, somebody. I think it was somebody sent it to me in like a Facebook message, like, hey, did you see this? And mm-hmm. uh, I was like, at 300, I was like, that's got to be a typo, you know? I know, like, that's I what think I it was somebody shared right. what Elisa had But written. there was like drone and footage. Then, but then I saw it, like a few different people wrote that it was 300, and then, yeah, I saw the footage. <laughs> yeah, the, the footage, I was the like, The video Whoa. was really cool. and uh, So cool. Yeah, it was great. And um, I, you know, I don't envy you now having to make that video for our uh, people of the year ceremony because that's uh, you got to tug on the heartstrings. Yeah, you know, know. that's not easy. But um, usually, um, Joe Workmeister's doing. I'm that. really glad that we were able to find a way to uh, honor that family, and uh, and I, I didn't want to neglect uh, mentioning their daughter Ariana, who also got involved in uh, sad activities at her school, Students Against Drunk Driving. So uh, yeah, she didn't really... even she did more than just get involved. She actually helped bring the chapter of uh, yeah. Students Against Destructive. Decisions to her school. Mm. Oh, students against the structure. See, I'm, you can tell I'm old school. You know, I'm it's just not when just it was drunk mad, driving. You know? No, yeah, yeah. well, there's there's still no, mad. The family still the family is yeah. working with mad. Yeah. Um, on a couple initiatives, there's legislation going around to mm-hmm. actually lower the legal limit from yeah. 0.08 to 0.05. Mm-hmm. Um, Elisa actually t- spoke to this point in court yeah. a couple of times when she was talking to reporters. Um, so it'll be interesting to see there's some bills going through and yeah. that would be huge if, if that, uh, legislative change happens. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, I think this is my favorite category this year cause I really like the Suffolk yeah. time selection as well. Uh, Kathy Demarado of cast is who we honored this year. And, um, you know, I, I can't think of an organization that, uh, I, I rather, uh, support with an award like this yeah. than uh, um, Community Action South Old Town. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, CAST is like such an integral part of the community. And I feel like, you know, all the people that I've talked to, Kathy has really like taken the reins on it and like worked forward to bring attention to these people that are often, a lot of people kind of phrased it like these kind of invisible people because it's in between like middle class or, you know, obviously visible impoverished people. Um, But, you know, middle class people are struggling as well. And she did a lot of work um, to organize that, um, the Hunger Forum back in October, um, where they they screened a place at the table um, and they, they invited like pretty notable people from the North Fork to just discuss hunger in America. And um, in addition to that, you know, the mobile food pantry was more recent. That was earlier this month. Um, And I know that that's... um, they're making moves with that. That's going to begin in January. Yeah. Um, so, you know, all these efforts are really... Yeah, I was time. really uh, honored to... I know you had her in for a podcast. So, again, another one where right, uh, yeah. we, we uh, talked about it this year on this podcast. Um, but I also was asked to moderate that uh, hunger discussion. And it was 
it was an incredible event. It was packed on like a Sunday afternoon, you know, during NFL season, which is a big, yeah. big ask of people, you know, or certainly a guy like me. But, <laughs> yeah, I can give it up for uh, one weekend. And, uh, you know, we went and uh, talked about a really important issue. But it was just like a really great discussion. Like it was people who really knew what they were talking about. It was incredibly informative. The documentary was excellent, A Place at the Table. Um, and, uh, you know, I think she's done a lot of just like kind of making cast more visible. Yeah, exactly. In the last couple of years. Exactly. Uh, the blast for cast that they do every year at American Beach um, is just like a kind of cool, like, you know, fun sort of way to, you know, it's not necessarily the most fun thing to raise funds for important issues, sadly. You yeah, know? but she's so able to make it, like make it fun. Exactly. And having it a place like American Beach. And uh, she's a very um, uh, smart and, uh, you know, uh, interesting woman. And I'm uh, really, uh, r- really happy that we were able to honor her. And yeah. This year. Yeah. She was she was just the perfect candidate. It, it I you know, I can't believe we haven't honored her yeah. you know, in the past, as you as, as you mentioned, yeah, as Tara yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Kate, you are uh, you are more than just an education reporter, but you primarily do a lot of education, which brings me to the uh, next category, which you wrote both the stories. Uh, Christine Shade at Southhold is our Suffolk Times Educator of the Year. And um, this is one I think we kind of like, we didn't get a lot of nominations for this category this year. Yeah. We were kind of like struggling, I think, in both places mm-hmm. of like, all right, well, who do we, you know, wasn't like you got that strong like letter writing campaign for one specific person that right. made it easy. I think we might have even like left our people of the year meeting having not even discussed Christine, if I'm remembering this right. Or it was just like late in the meeting where we, we were definitely unsure. Yeah. And it was like, oh, of course, you yeah. know, like, and uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, why don't you tell them uh, what she does? Yeah, so Christine Shade is kind of like the head of the Southhold Greenport robotics team. So she she led the team to the semifinals in two regional competitions. Um, they got first place um, in both competitions. Um, and, and all the while, she's working as a math teacher. I know this year she's teaching like several dis- d- different sections of, mm. I believe, I'm, I'm not even sure, just d- different sections of math. And I think two of them See, are advanced as well. Yeah, it's like advanced math to the point where like we don't even know what it is. No like, way, like, no way. You don't I even never, have to know. I yeah. didn't reach that level of yeah, math. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, there's a reason why there's books like math for dummies and things like that there should definitely be books like math for journalists yes because, like true none of us know math you no. know but we do and we have to do it all the time yeah. we have we have to we yeah. have to well maybe uh she can come in and tutor all of us you know? <laughs> <laughs> but but she's she's such a bright woman um and and she's really kind of uh helped format mm-hmm. kind of the club a bit so yeah. She's worked to develop like different sections in yeah. the robotics team. So now there's like a marketing team, and she she's brought in like kids from um, like Soho TV and Jeepo TV, mm-hmm. um, which is their broadcasting program. So now those kids are kind of working um, to you know film and mm-hmm. uh, you know cover what the club does. So it's it's more than just building, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of what um, their co advisor Bob Gammon does. He's yeah. he's more of the builder, but she's more of the organizer. Um, you know, and also she's one of the things that uh, Bob had said was she's always like making sure that, you know, the kids finish their homework Mm -hmm. and they're all fed, you know, she's very like motherly to the team in that way too, which is like really sweet. So I've done, uh, features on that club in the past. I also went to one of the robotics competitions at Hofstra a number of years back and, um, it is actually like 
really cool. Yeah. Um, and I remember last year when they were in the worlds, we were like watching it on the computer and stuff. <laughs> and I was like getting kind of into it. It kind of reminds me of like when the Olympics are on and you're yeah. watching like a sport that you don't really know that much about, but you're yeah. like, you find yourself like, yes, Canada men's curling, you know? Like. <laughs> yeah. So she, she was telling me, cause you know, I had taken photos at, at one of their meetings, um, earlier this month, sorry, earlier in December. Um, and she was saying that, uh, January is when, you know, everyone around the globe finds out the task that the, that the robot mm-hmm. needs to compete. Oh. And it's like, crazy mode like the whole vibe of the team kind of shifts which is like a really cool thing and you know i can imagine you know watching it live as well must be like crazy now our other educator of the year for the riverhead news review is uh sal laverde at riverhead um you know let me say preface this by saying we've uh interviewed sal for these people of the year videos in the past um (laughs) a couple times uh, a couple times yeah Yeah. and uh We've sort of like honored his friends and never honored him, <laughs> even though he's someone that like comes up a lot. He's been at the event like every year. Yeah. No. And then I remember one year in particular where we were like, he was nominated by somebody or something. We were like, kind of like, you know, we had to choose between him and somebody else. And then this year we kind of forgot to bring him up again. And then it was like, <laughs> light bulb went off after we started reaching out to some people like, who do you think we should honor? You know? And it was like, uh, of course, you know, like what an overlooked guy, I think. And I believe he's um, retiring. retiring, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the board, like just recently approved his retirement. He's been in the district for 38 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really, it makes sense to yeah. have selected him. I yeah. think, you know, so, so many people that I spoke with, he, he just really helps these kids along. Um, you know, being a special education teacher, mm-hmm. you have to deal with kids who are struggling outside and inside the classroom. And yeah. he, he consistently works with kids yeah. on both levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, almost embarrassing that we and we honored his like a couple of his coaching buddies from football coaches who were like gym teachers. You know, these guys are kicking it in sweatpants. This guy is a special education teacher. Right. And we honor them before him. Right. And <laughs> and all the while, you know, working as a special ed teacher, he's also yeah, exactly. doing all this yeah. all these sports activities, yeah. you know, and he's so he's he's also known for that which, too. Which is, you know, when you're a coach, like you are an educator. Yeah. A lot of, um, I know sometimes like sports, we tend to uh, glorify it maybe a little too much. You sure, know, where it's like sure. sports is like life or death or something. But, but there is at the uh, scholastic level, um, you are teaching, you know, if you're playing a school sport, like you're probably going to take more life lessons from your athletic coach than you mm-hmm. are from like kind of any other teacher. Right. You know? And there's, and there's always that bond there mm-hmm. too, I think, between like yeah. student athletes and their coaches too, yeah. where he, he, I know that he taught a lot of his athletes yeah. the same kind of thing that he was teaching to students in the classroom. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You remember Laverty from your Riverhead days at all? Yeah, I do. I yeah. think, um, yeah, and definitely in the middle school. Um, and I never had him as a teacher or a coach, obviously, but um, I do you, remember. You didn't play football? <laughs> I, did not, I did not play football, yeah. uh, shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do remember him being kind of like a friendly face in the hallway and mm-hmm. um, just like super popular with all the kids. And um, I have heard, um, you know, just that he's made an impact on on a lot of people's lives and um, just been that, you know, everyone has like that one, those one or two teachers that's like really made a difference in their life. So yeah. I've heard I've heard his name come up a lot too. So mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, a great time to honor him. And yeah. 
Good well, luck to him in his retirement. Well, yeah. speaking of people who make differences in people's lives, uh, I wanted to segue to our business people of the year. And in Riverhead, our business person of the year this year, another one where I almost had to check the list to be like, wait, we never honored her before. But it was uh, Beth Hanlon from uh, Beth Hanlon Agency, uh, Allstate. And I think this is actually the second year in a row we're honoring an insurance person. And Sal it thought is. we did it oh, last yeah, year. Oh, yeah, that's right. Chris so, Manfredi. Yeah. <laughs> Chris <laughs> Manfredi, who uh, also just like a, a great person. But yeah. um, Beth Hanlon. What really stands out to me about her is that it's more than just being a business person. Like she really kind of cares about her community and, um, and you know, this community where she is a business person. She is uh, heavily involved in the Rotary, Rotary yeah. mm-hmm. which um, to me, it's they meet all the time. It is yeah. a lot of work. They do a lot of good in the community, raise a lot of money, make a lot of dif- a difference in people's lives. And she is super active in that, was a past president. And also where I think it really makes a lot of sense to honor somebody in insurance is, again, this is somebody else who's like, you know, we talked about it with, as a journalist, you deal with people at bad times in their lives. Yes. Like, like Beth and her staff, they deal with people who are dealing. Like you don't ever want to have to call your insurance person. Yeah. You know, I've only had to do it a couple of times. It's kind of the worst. It's the worst. Um, <laughs> but to be um, somebody who's had a successful business has been doing this for three decades out here, and to be able to um, connect with people in that way and build up a client base where people trust you with these vulnerable moments in their lives. Um, speaks to uh, character in somebody. And I think, uh, you know, and it might be cynical to say, well, she gets involved in Rotary, but she's a business person. It's good for her business. Whatever. No, like, trust me, it no, is so hard no. to get involved yeah. when you're like, I don't even Plus, own this business, business, but yeah. just being like a manager here. And then like, I, you know, I signed up for things at my kid's school this year and it's like uh, just a total nightmare having to go to these <laughs> meetings all the yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know how she has time for give that. Back. Like, I know, do you guys I give know. back in your community? Let's be real. Tara, do you give back? No, see, nobody gives back. Answer. It's hard. <laughs> so it is hard to Not own with my your own time. and you give know, back. Make... It's amazing. Right. So, um, right. so she's great. And then she goes, in, you know, it's yeah. about going above and beyond. I think yeah. this is what the business person of the year award. Is. Yeah, we've also that's what it's always been. It's been yeah. about. We've always tried to make it. Like I know a few years ago, we uh, honored uh, Wendy Zuhoski at Wendy's Deli. You go into Wendy's, and there's always like you know. The raising money for this person yeah. or that person. Yeah. You always try to find like that those people who go above and beyond. Um, I would say that also works uh, not just for charitable efforts, though, as well, but our Suffolk Times person, uh, business person of the year is uh, Mark LaMagna at Lucharitos. Yeah. He also kind of works for Riverhead, too, because he's got little Lucharitos <laughs> and Acrobat. Right. He actually lives in Riverhead, but um, grew up out in Greenport. And mm-hmm. um, Mark is somebody that I, you know, I first met when he... Um, uh, had a little cupcake shop. It was called Butter Cakes, um, where Lucharitos is now. I remember actually, like my first interaction uh, with him, I was just kind of like made a little joke about like, oh, cupcakes, huh? It's <laughs> an interesting thing for a young I man thought, to uh, get involved. I think in, you yeah. told me that story once, and I just like thought you were full of it. Like I just, I was like, no, no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, he uh, eventually, you know, he was um, overcame. Uh, Hurricane Sandy, Superstorm Sandy, uh, flooded his cupcake shop, and mm-hmm. he had to sort of rebuild and use that time to, uh, I'm sure it was an idea that was marinating in his head for a while, right. but uh, to revamp and change his business plan and become uh, 
what was initially just this little, it was half the size of what it is now, this little mm-hmm. kind of taco shop and yep. tequila bar that just sort of instantly became like the coolest place to hang out in yeah. Greenport, which is a pretty cool place to hang out in just anywhere. Wherever yeah. it pops up, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I would say Lucharitos is really like a favorite for if you're a local or if you're a visitor to town. Um it's doubled in size. Uh, now there's, like I said, little Lucharitos. Just this past weekend, I was eating at the one in Santa Mauritius. So cool. Um, That's right. Which is opening yeah. now. They got a food truck going there. The full restaurant will be opening soon. And right here in Manitoc, we'll have theater? it. I mean, are we just going to be eating burritos a... all the time when that one opens up? Or <laughs> That's what? also such a cool, like, innovative concept. Like, who would yeah. think Who would think to bring, like, yeah. a, you know, a eat a burrito in the movie theater. Now they just have to get their reclining seats yeah. now in Mattatown. He thinks about everything. <laughs> uh, Rena Wilhelm of the Weathered Barn was one of the people we spoke to for the piece, and she has business right around the block for Mark, and uh, I just thought to maybe reach out to her, and she I loved everything she had to say. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, he's just like the definition of an entrepreneur. Like His, yeah. his yes, head is just totally. kind of always going. He's trying everything, and I think to be successful in business, to be successful in any profession, I would say, um, you have to try a lot of different things and mm-hmm, you have to yeah. maybe like fail a little um, and then you have to, uh, you, you know, you'll, you'll succeed. If you try enough different things, you'll find the formula that works. And yeah. uh, he has this like, I described it in the piece, like an almost cult-like following yeah, um, yeah. on social media. Like you better not talk bad about Mark. He'll get his <laughs> so minions true. on me, you know. Come out. They just like love him. And, and uh, he like, he supports other local businesses too. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. so little across the street from Little Lucerito's, um, a new farm stand was opened up by mm-hmm. two brothers from yeah. Riverhead. And That's Breitbart Farms, right? Uh, Brighton Bart Brighton Farms. Brighton Bart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had, I'd stopped in, I think this was over the summer for, I don't know, to pick up corn or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in there just trying to source local produce. Yeah. And, I don't know. That's just so cool to see, you know, that yeah. he literally walked, just walked across the street and like wanted to introduce himself. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he also, you know, the scores table I mentioned in the basketball games, uh, mm-hmm. in the, I mentioned uh, in the piece that the basketball games at Greenport High School, the scores tables, the Lucharito scores table, he donated that, something <laughs> yeah. that they needed. Um, you know, definitely like gives back to his community. They hosted their pep rally there this year before they went to the state championship. And, uh, I, don't know, I just love everything that Mark's doing. He's got just like the most identifiable brand out here. Yeah, like you yeah. see that little yeah. Lucharitos character and you just know you what know. it is. So and true. It's, uh, it's nothing but like good vibes, I think, for uh, most everyone out here. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I love my, even my son, he sees that logo and he goes, you know, he actually calls it Camachos, <laughs> but uh, son, <laughs> Camachos. And I was like, Camachos, you know, we've You've been out- talking about court too much. No, it's not <laughs> that. You know what it is? That's the restaurant in Despicable Me too. Oh. Camachos, the Mexican <laughs> restaurant. I th- I mean, at least that's what Vera told me. I don't know. I think that's, uh, I think that's the case. But um, yeah. And then uh, lastly, our, uh, we're, oh, we're to the end here. Our final category is is our uh, North Forker People of the Year. Cool. And uh, this year we honor, is another piece that I wrote, and we honored uh, Tony Spiridakis and Lisa Galuli, uh, who put on the Manhattan Film Institute uh, Winter Film Series uh, down in Greenport. And um, it is uh, really just like a labor of love. I, I think I said in the piece mm-hmm. that I think it's like, kind of like unfair to even just say it's a labor of love because there's so much labor involved like it's <laughs> like it's just labor yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like true passion uh, they you know the theater just to give a little backstory for people who don't know the Greenport Theater is not open in winter right um, people have wanted it to be it's been said I know we've covered village board meetings in the past where 
you know, people said, hey, what can be done? Maybe the village can get involved. At one point, they kind of looked into it, and it's like, well. There was no heat, right? There, there was, was no heat, heat there. So, That's right. So uh, Tony and his wife, Lisa, they paid out of pocket to wow. have that fixed. They fixed the boiler wow. system for the movie theater. So that made it possible right from the get-go. But mm-hmm. then you still, you know, somebody's got to go pick up the movie. they got to update the marquee. Like, yep. you got to operate the popcorn machine. It's free, by the way. Um, they really? do. They do ask for suggestions. They don't even have a suggested donation. You can go in there and not give a donation, but you can um, donate. What that? I would recommend is donating, too, if you go. I went this past weekend. Mm-hmm. You donate $20, you get... Uh, a $10 gift card back to a local wow. business. So I chose Camacho's. Well, my son chose Camacho's. <laughs> so we're going to be going to Camacho's again soon. But, um, uh, you know, so then it's like you're really wow, only paying awesome. 10 bucks. The two of us went to the movies. And, you know, look, if, if you can't afford it, What'd nobody's going to judge you. Um, we saw Home Alone. Uh, they were doing their kind of holiday slate this weekend. Mm-hmm. My son kept talking about Home Alone 5. I don't know. I was like, why aren't they screening Home Alone 5? But uh, <laughs> we uh, With we the loved. adult Macaulay He just thinks Culkin. the bigger the number, the better, the when better. it's usually the opposite. No, no like, way. I don't know. Like, if you want to make the case that yet. Godfather 2 is better than 1, fine. Yeah, the, but, like, the more it's sequels, pretty rare, you worse, know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it was just... And it was just an awesome time. It was filled. And yeah. um, we quoted in the piece, uh, Lucia from um, Good Food in Mattituck. She, mm-hmm. I noticed her there. And uh, so we talked to her and she was like um, saying how it was just like so joyous to like hear kids laughing to Home Alone. Like I'm sure some oh, of the kids were like theater? Yeah, the first yeah. time. That was like the amazing experience about it because you're watching these movies that you watch a hundred times just like. On your couch. Yeah, just <laughs> like, you know, with like, you know. Your girlfriend or something, you know, like, you're not like, just like, uh, you know, most of these movies you haven't seen in a large audience or at least not for a while. Right. And, uh, feels fresh, I guess. Yeah. You hear laughter at parts that maybe you don't necessarily laugh out loud at. And it's, uh, just like a really great experience. Um, Home Alone obviously was part of like their holiday yeah. lineup. They have some, some sophisticated movies, some family movies, just some fun, like recent classics. That's every Saturday. Um, people should definitely check it out. It picks up again on January 11th in Greenport. Hey, we made it through this podcast. We talked about Ooh, all our people. We did year. it. Happy Thank you New so year. much for picking up the slack in the in the second half. I'm going to say right now, I think you guys did better than the guys earlier. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, no, no offense <laughs> to them, but uh, thanks so much for uh, being on the podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a happy, healthy, fun New Year. We'll be back with more podcasts later this month. Bye, guys. Bye.